All right, so I'm, the current update is that I'm I'm teaching 4K something about engineering. There you go. So I'm, I hit the switch it's, on the, uh, the uh-huh. box, and it took a minute for his mic to turn on. Like, well, a second. It was like two seconds. Not even. Yeah. So I was like, do you want to know why there was my mic didn't have a delay and your mic did? Yeah, I'm curious. So I told him that his microphone, so your listeners... No, is running through a, a preamp, mm-hmm. and a preamp is just like it says, like an amp amplifier. Amplifier, right? It amplifies stuff. So an amplifier is also a guitar amplifier. You oh. plug a guitar into right. it, and it makes it louder. Right. Right. And this is because amplifiers have a tube in them mm. that needs to heat up. Okay. So the minute that I turn the power on, on that preamp, the bulb gets hot, but it won't be active until it's hot enough. Mm. Once it's hot enough, it gives your mic the juice. So your mic didn't turn on because the, the, the tube wasn't hot yet. And sometimes those tubes blow out and you have to go get them replaced. Like if this, Are they like real life tubes? Like yeah, tubes it's, tubes? Like a, it's like a bulb. So it's, and, like, it's like when you got to change the lightning bulb or mm-hmm. some shit. Okay. Yeah. It works like that. Hmm. My amp could blow out. The, the speaker could blow out or the bulb could blow out, and that's a separate problem. See, now I understand the, 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 the phrase, oh, the mic's hot. Now I get it. Yeah, hit the AC, bro. You want me to kill the AC? Yeah, kill the AC. Fucking cold. I got you. I'm going to kill the AC. Yeah. Nigga pull out a whole knife. You gonna start a whole electrical fire in this bitch. There's not a lot of ways out, this motherfucker. This is technically one way out, this motherfucker. You. You, you. That would be funny as hell. You just start bashing the machine with a machete to turn it off. Die! Like, won't you just like, won't you just unplug it? No, nah, I'm gonna smash it with no, this fucking machete. Gonna chop it down. Yeah. Do something yeah. illogical. <laughs> you, you, you. Hello, good people. Welcome to the For the Stress Podcast. My name is 4KJ. I am joined always by the good brother. Frankie Meadows, mm-hmm. aka El Capitan, aka Caps Lock, aka El Cap. How are you doing, beloved? Doing good. You doing good? <laughs> I'm drunk. I mean, like, there's a couple of things going on, but yeah, Frankie's a little bit under the influence. A, a little, lot of bit. A lot of bit. A lot. Yeah, of let's bit. just get to it. Yeah, I'm pretty. Man. I'm like pretty high. Mm-hmm. Pretty drunk. But tell him why. Because Frankie is, I don't know, Frankie's in a great mood for reasons that were undisclosed to me. But, you know, if Frankie's in a good mood, I'm in a good mood. We don't need a reason to be in a good mood. You don't? We don't. Why we need a reason to be in a good mood? We can't just be in a good mood despite life? We're going to get into that. But, yeah. but uh, Let's get into that. Church, church announcements. Follow the show on everything. Follow the show A on, Celestial Goddess the, 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 hold, hold your horses I know, I Hold know. your horses Good brother uh, Follow the show On Instagram For the stress Underscore podcast Follow me on Twitter At twitter.com Slash 4kj Ivy Seco Five <laughs> 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 
Don't fuck up the church announcements, man. I just want to do them for once. Follow, um, see, you threw me off. Follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. Follow the Dojo on IG at the Dojo JC. Follow a Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. Follow at Ivy's Tico on IG for all your herbal needs. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend and all of that good shit like that there. Now, do you have any announcements, good brother? Yeah, Ivy's Tico, you know, <laughs> I fucked up my own co-sign. He, he did. So, Ivy's Tico, a celestial goddess. Mm-hmm. You know. The shit we already. And, um, and that's it, man. Jerry City, we in here. You know, always. I'm just talking shit today. So. Yeah, Frankie gets extra talkative when he's um under the influence. So this should be a a wild ride. Um, I don't know where to start. I I, I thought about getting extra vulnerable right off the back, but now I'm not sure if I want to do that at the moment. What? Just being straight up. Yeah, just being straight vulnerable. That's not vulnerability. That's just not giving a fuck. Uh, you just you just say it like it is. Be like, yo, it is this, or is it, or it is that. You know? So it is what it is. Then. It is whatever it is, and however you feel about it, it's totally up to you. See me, I'm rolling weed right now, so the world could be on fire. And <laughs> you don't care because you're rolling weed. Well, no, I would care because when I go outside, I'll get burned, but I'll be high, and that's one up that maybe other people weren't ready for. I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad again. Breaking Bad with the the white guy. Yeah, and it made me realize when you talk when you said rolling weed, it made me think about all of the meth heads in the show and how fucking high they be. Mm. And I'm just like, I don't know why I thought of that when you said that, but I I guess I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad, so that's just kind of resonated with me mm-hmm. on a different level. But yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> just talking shit this episode. I don't know what we talking about. Um, okay. Nah, I, I was going to say um, I had a significant life event happen to me and mm. I was um, thinking about how it relates to creatives and um, life and being a entrepreneur. Mm. And I don't know, see... <laughs> I'm even nervous like saying it and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. You're nervous about what? I don't know. It's weird. I'm just like weirdly nervous. So are you coming out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to be nervous about? Fuck you, Frank. All right, my bad. Nah, um, now, I was going to tell, um, I was contemplating, I got fired this week. Oh, we going all out with it. Yeah, we going <laughs> all out true? with it. I got fired this week. That's fucked up, bro. Yeah, from my job. And, um. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not, it is it's funny. Not, it, no, it's not funny. It's not funny, but it is funny because. But if you laughing, then it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because. I, I felt weird at first because I've had I've had a job for most of my adult life. Mm. Like I'm 32 now mm-hmm. and I've had a job since I was like maybe 17. Mm. So if you do the math on that, I'm not that good with math, but that's mm. a lot of fucking years. Mm-hmm. So being 
I've been fired before. Mm. I got the last job I was fired from. I got fired for fighting on a job. That was years ago, I assume. That was years ago. Yeah, I was yeah. I was maybe like twenty. Because to think of a young hot-headed, four K. Yeah, that around. I was I was a very different four K back. Nigga, then. what you was like the guy you was like the you was like the guy from Forty Year Old Virgin, who came Kevin Hart. Oh, Kevin when Hart, Kevin Hart yeah. came in and he was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna need that. You know, I'm gonna need that. No, it was I fought another employee. Oh, yeah, he wasn't. For the, you wasn't for that shit. I was. I wasn't for the stress. No, <laughs> I was for the violence. <laughs> I was for the violence. I wasn't for the stress. I um, what? I'm trying to remember what happened. I think he was talking shit to me. Oh, like all day over the fucking walkie-talkie. Cause we, I do. I think I was doing security. I was doing security, and he was talking shit to me over the walkie-talkie. And I think by the end of the shift, I just had enough. Okay. So I just told him, like, yo, come to the front. And I think he just thought I was him coming to the front to change post or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I th- and I beat the nigga up <laughs> by the fucking by the soda machine, by the registers and shit. Cause it was you know what Kmart used to be. Yeah. I used to do security in Kmart. Okay. And um. So he was another tough guy. He 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 was another tough guy <laughs> talking cash shit to me, and I told him come to the front because he was talking shit, and I beat the nigga up by the registers. And but everything was on camera, so they had to fire me immediately. Damn. But now with this, with my uh, recent firing, it brought um, to light a lot of um, decisions that I've been putting off. And oddly enough, I feel free. It usually be that way. Shockingly enough. Yeah, like I feel like shockingly free. Because for the first time in my life, like, I'm in complete control of what I want to do next. Right. And I haven't felt this way in a very long time. Now, I think that this is very important. This is going to be an important episode. Because, so you came out and, and said it now. So now you said you feel free because you got let go of your job. Right. You know what I did the last time I got fired from a job? What did you do, bro? What I'm doing right now, sir. And see, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because there are other creatives that I know who are doing the holding the nine to five down and also doing a creative piece of it. And for me, speaking solely for me, I realized that the nine to five shit was kind of making me lazy. It does. Because Very complacent. I, yeah, because I had a safety net. No safety net no more, sir. Right. So walk the tightrope. Right, right. And and it made me realize like for a long time I was playing out the scenario in my mind where it was like, yo, if I could just do this shit full time, I'll be good. I'll be doing this, I'll be doing that. And now that I had that opportunity, it's like, all right, well now you got it now. So what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah. It's put up a shut up now. Mm-hmm. And I'm have and I'm gonna be completely honest with you, my brother. Mm-hmm. I'm scared shitless. Well, I mean Let's think about it. When when are you not scared? I mean, no. I feel like when you're not scared is what is the perfect time to be scared, being comfortable. Because see, I'm like a, I'm like an animal in the wild, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm comfortable, that's when something can come and snatch me, right? If I was in the wild, mm-hmm. if I was a lizard and I was just chilling, mm-hmm. my guard is down. I'm comfortable, man. I got these 
these leaves. I got this shade. Mm-hmm. I got everything. Yeah, and then, boom, f- I get snatched up by an eagle or something. Right. That's how I feel like in life. And, you know, even when I'm good, I don't feel like I'm good. I, like, even though I'm good, I don't feel like I'm where I wish to be in life, period. You know, as far as wealth or as far as, you know, things that I've experienced in mm-hmm. my life. There's still things I want to do. And I don't, I'm, it's not a possibility or it's not, cap- I'm not capable of obtaining those things, you know, because they're not really things, they're experiences, you know, and uh, opportunities. I think that, and I, and I have to agree with you, but I will say that, um, well, in addition to that, that having, well, for me, having a nine to five kind of bound me to the to that nine to five to where like you said i couldn't experience certain things to where i was so complacent with just living direct deposit to direct deposit and just knowing that i could really just chill i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get paid in a week or so or i'm gonna get paid in two weeks i'm good so you didn't do what you felt like you wanted to do because you felt like you had time right because i felt like oh yeah i got, I got a job i'm good i'll get to it and now I'll that get it's gone it. And now that it's gone, I'm just like, all right, well, the clock is ticking now. See? But why was... The clock was always ticking. This is why my last episode was about time. Mm-hmm. Because, see, time is always ticking. But time is different for you than for me or for anyone else. Because as time is ticking, if you're comfortable, time for you is slower. Right. So you're like, I can enjoy it. But if you feel like you got to hustle... Then time is faster for you, and you don't but, feel like. And you, you know what I realized from this is from this experience that I'm the type of person to where I need to be put in high pressure situations in order to perform. Most and, people, well, well, most people operate that way. For I, that I don't, way. I don't think so. I don't think most people operate that way. I think most people. I think people have the cap. I think every individual has the capability mm-hmm. of working in that capacity. But they have to open their third eye. Like, they have to be able to to see what's going on. Because if they don't see, they're going to die. You know? So they but, have and to be and able to see how to survive. And, and that's... That, I think that was my thing. Like, I always saw it about where I wanted to be. And I knew... And I always knew, ultimately, like, I'm just... I'm not a nine-to-five guy. And that's easy to say now because I'm unemployed. But... but. But you are always a nine to five guy. <laughs> but this is I, the first not non nine to five four K we've had. I can't even say in a long time ever. Yeah, ever, ever is more accurate. But I think I've always felt like even when I've had nine to fives, I've always felt like this is not for me. But I've always did it just because you know I got responsibilities, I got kids to take right, care right, of, right, like right, I got right, you know right, real right, shit right. to take care of. But now it's just like. But now you're coming through. Right, you're gonna come through more often. You're gonna smoke with me. You're gonna sit in during sessions and shit. I mean, I ain't got shit else to do. I ain't got no job. This is exactly what Craig. <laughs> come on, Craig. No, nah, but you ain't I, got no job. But I think it's it's, I think it's important, and and I and I've I've noticed a common trend with a lot of creatives that I know, you included, that they got to a certain point where it's like, I gotta go for self. Mm. Like I can't do this. Um, structured life of a getting up, gotta be somewhere that you don't really want to be for for eight to ten hours, then come home, fucking exhausted and still trying to do something creative with whatever energy you have left. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that 
a lot of the creatives that I fuck with, that I respect, that I like admire all got to a point where it's just like I have a choice to make. I'm at a crossroads and I need to either go go full throttle with my passion and what I care about, what I really care about, or just shut the fuck up and take this bi weekly check and, you know, run the hamster race. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I'm at now. But I am um completely and utterly t- terrified. Well, that's a good sign. So it means one, you're alive. Because if you're dead, you're not gonna be afraid of anything. That's a fact. So you're still alive. We got that. And now I'm going to recommend you a book. Are you ready? I'm ready. You're gonna like it. You may have read it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna like it if you haven't. It's called The Fiftieth Law by Robert Greene and Fifty. I've heard of it But I I never got a chance To read it Read it now Mm. As soon as you get Your unemployment check (laughs) As soon as you get Your unemployment check It's my first purchase It's your first purchase Do it Do it because of me Got you Because I love you You're my bro Go get it Go get that book Now the reason I say it To be brief Is because Well Robert Greene Was the writer For the 48 Laws of Power Correct Everyone knows that book Right but the book is like a Bible. Mm-hmm. I say it's like a Bible because... I think we talked about the book before. Yeah, we've talked about the book on on and off. But here's my quick summary about the 48 laws. It's like a Bible. And just like a Bible, many people can be a member of that religion or practice that religion. Mm-hmm. Right? Whatever Bible that is. But not everyone is on the same page. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, just like a Bible. A Bible could say something... In general, and you can interpret it one way or just take a segment of it and interpret it one way and I could interpret it another. Uh-huh. 48 Laws works at that capacity. It's a Bible for people who want to obtain power. Now, that was the 48 Laws and it's sold and, you know, it's very famous. People study it in college and uh-huh. shit. Now, 50 Cent was also inspired by this book and this was before he popped. So when he did pop, the first thing he, one of the first things he did was make sure that his manager reached out to Robert Greene's manager and let him know that 50 was interested in taking it a step further. Mm -hmm. So he got in touch with Robert Greene and they talked about writing this book, The 50th Law. Now, The 50th Law talks about self-reliance. Self-reliance. And because of that book, it's going to, cause you to do many other things that you didn't do before so this one book is going to encourage a whole world and it's very it's not a long book at all you could get over it in a lazy afternoon Mm -hmm. and you will if you're into it Mm -hmm. you have time now so you could read that book you'll get through it quickly but it's gonna start a fire in you because robert green followed 50 cent everywhere he followed him during business meetings and this is in the prime of his time Mm mm-hmm he followed him to the hood. Mm-hmm. He took him to the hood. And 50 just wanted to elaborate on a few other aspects that he felt like Robert Greene didn't touch on in the 48 Laws. Mm-hmm. Some of them were uh, uh, laws that had pertained to his ideal, but mainly self-reliance is one of those chapters. And that self-reliance chapter, chapter is a game changer. Mm-hmm. 
because when uh, I got through that chapter, I started thinking differently about my time. That was one thing. What I do with my time. Now, your time is automatically dedicated to working for someone else before today. Right. Or before a few days ago. So, uh, your eight hours, right, in the 24 hours of the day, your eight hours was dedicated to, and not just the eight hours, the hour it take to get there, the hour it take to get back from. Right. Right? Um, so, those 10 hours, 12 hours, doing that was for someone else. Had nothing to do with you. Right. Other than the check that you used to get. Right. But you see how quickly that check disappeared. Right. Because when you work for someone else and many people wish to work there, you are disposable. Completely. You could be replaced by anyone else. There's actually a whole line of people waiting to get your job. So based off of your behavior, right, and your the way you work, anyone could just come and get that job. Mm-hmm. And um, do you really want to dedicate any portion of your life to someone that just feels like they could replace you with someone else? And I'm, I'm, I think I was so committed to that for so long because I didn't have like a, I guess when I was younger, I, I, I guess this vulnerable episode, but I felt like I didn't have a real direction of what I wanted to do. And now that I had that direction, like I'm not beat to be given. I'm not beat to give someone else who, like you said, doesn't really care about me at the end of the day that much of my time because I got to be using it to at least pursue something that I really want to do. And knowing that now has made me more comfortable with what has happened because it's just like, like I said, I've been working for so long. I've, I've all, like I've, like if you ask anybody who like know me for real, they'd be like, "Yo, that nigga keeps a job." Right. And now it's just like, I don't need to, like for fucking what? Fuck this place, man. Like for fucking what? Like and, and then and like I said, I'm I'm I've noticed that trend with so many creatives or people who really want to go after something that you can't give someone else that much of your time into building what they already own when you want to build something that you want to own. Mm-hmm. And I, and it took this experience for me to really realize that. And I don't, don't get me misconstrued. Like if you, if you have a nine to five right now, listen, keep that shit until you find something that you're really, really interested in. Don't just go out quitting and, and wilding and fucking mishandling your responsibilities. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-mm. But for those out there who do have a passion who who want something more than what's presented to them at a certain point whether it's willingly or unwillingly you got to get rid of the safety net and that's what happened to me and and the funny thing about it right so the day before i went outside and i prayed because there was a lot of bullshit going on in the office and I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I prayed and I've asked like, you know, if this is where I'm supposed to be, please give me a sign. Right. And then the very next day I get let go. Mm. So if that's not a fucking sign, I don't know what else is. Fuck that place, man. So now I'm looking at they it. They missed like, out. 
not even they missed out. Like I wasn't supposed to, I was, I was supposed to be there for the experience because I did learn a lot. I met a lot of dope people, but for what's in my future, being there or being anywhere else for that matter, doesn't seem to be in the cards for me. And wanting this moment for so long, like I, I played this scenario out in my head, like, yo, if I'm if I could just had an opportunity, I'm I'm gonna be good. Like if I, I would go so hard, and now it's like it's here now. Yeah, now you gotta go hard. Yeah, now you gotta go hard. You're always gonna ask yourself in the future. Future you is always gonna say, why didn't I start sooner? Because see, now you're gonna arrive where you need to arrive without any weight holding you right right you couldn't do anything because of that job right because at the same time it was what the job represented it's not so much the job itself what the what the job entailed mm -hmm. but the fact that they gave you a check and what that check meant to you it's like i'm bound to that job yeah and, and you can it. make money anyway any which way yeah there's a million ways to get it but now once you eliminate the fact that I don't need to get my check from you, then then they don't own you. You know, they don't own you. They don't own your time. You're no longer tied to them. That's, so now that's you why. Have, yeah, that's why I said I feel free. You feel free. And I haven't felt this way in so long. That's why it's like throwing me off because I haven't felt this way for so long. A little bit of history about Frank Meadows. I used to work a lot of other jobs. Right. I worked at the hospital. For many years a very known hospital out here i work for motor vehicle which is the commission for new jersey you know for uh, issuing licenses and titles and all that shit. i work for the hudson county sheriff's department so i have a couple of i have a like a resume i would never felt as free as when i started doing my music shit. and you when know? and when did that moment come for you when when as soon as i lost my last job as soon as i lost my last job I had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So, well, the first decision was what time I was going to wake up to go to unemployment. So that was decision <laughs> number one. Word. But uh, during that time, I wanted to capitalize because I was like, all right, this isn't going to last forever. You know, this unemployment is going to last forever. Mm -hmm. But it gives me a, a window. It gave me a window. And with that window, I'm where I'm at right now with you mm. because I was able to think for a minute. And it mattered. That's what made the whole world the difference. I could think all day about shit that doesn't matter. But when you have no job and you got to find how to yeah, get you're it. You're forced to think you're about You're forced to think of a way. And yeah. you're going to come up with a way. And mm. that's when your third eye opens. Mm. That's when your third eye opens. Because I haven't talked about it on my episode yet. But I want to have a very detailed discussion about the third eye chakra. Because it's it's... Is very representative. It's so talked about. People love talking about it, mm -hmm. but people don't understand it. They don't understand the third eye chakra, right? They talk about it, and yeah, they use it sometimes when they don't know how to control it. Like, it just happens, and they're like, oh, you know, I could do it. But what if I told you that you could control your third eye? Right. That you could say, open, and you will see what you want to see. You know, it's just a decision. You don't even have to say anything, you know? So, but people only use it to survive, right? Because during times of like necessity, they they stress and that stress level, 
it's a different type of stress. Like when you're stressing over a job, you know you could get the money. So right. your primal chakra isn't in, isn't threatened because your primal chakra gets threatened when you're gonna feel like you lose food, mm-hmm. your shelter, or you <clears> feel like you're gonna be in a situation that's gonna put you in danger. Right. So now you're dealing with shelter and food. Mm-hmm. So this problem affects shelter and food, and your your stress levels go up. And when stress levels go up, chemicals go up, right? And you start thinking a certain way. It's different when you stress over a job because you're like, well, I got it. I'm just stressing over the job. But now that you have no job, now you have to stress about getting it. And it becomes very real. But it's an eye-opener. Literally, it's an eye-opener because you're not thinking about it the way you were always thinking about it because you can't think about something unless you're in the situation. And this is why I feel for people that have went through something that I cannot understand. Like, there's people that are like, oh, I can't imagine what you're going through. That's very inconsiderate to say. Mm. You know, it's extremely inconsiderate. Like, if somebody loses a child, for you to say something like, you know, you don't know. You don't know. Like, you you need to respect that person. Mm-hmm. You know, because somebody could lose a job and maybe you've lost a job or maybe somebody could lose a friend and maybe you've lost a friend or losing a parent. Maybe they've lost a parent. But when you lose a child, that's unexpected Mm -hmm. and there's no plan for that. Mm -hmm. So you can't understand what that's like. It's a very select few group of people that undergo that type of trauma. So um, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't understand something unless you're going through it. So this is another opportunity for you to find your window, like how I had a window, you know, and my window lasted a little while, Mm -hmm. but I made a choice in that time. My choice was to go get it. It wasn't to sit around. I sat around. If I sat around, I was thinking if I moved, it was to go get it. Mm -hmm. So the focus of of, uh, engaging your third eye chakra is concentration and meditation. And, I, and I've realized with that, that fear plays a big role in that. Hell yeah, that fear, fear blinds you. Yeah, fear blinds you. Fear blocks you from making those decisions to go get it. Fear puts you in a place where it's either... Fear makes you believe that what you desire is unattainable. Fear makes you believe that these things that you're passionate about these things that you desire that these things that you desire will never come to fruition because you're just not going to figure it out and i'm realizing that fear is just a fear is a very cruel illusion fear is not you you are not fear you know what fear is it's a repetition of everything that you were fed when you were young mm-hmm. that's what fear is so here's an example there's this uh, documentary I saw about kids, mm-hmm. babies, mm-hmm. babies, babies, crawling, not walking, babies, being thrown into pools. I've seen that. You've seen that? Mm-hmm. What do you think the purpose of that is? I know for the one I saw, it was just to get the children um, acclimated to the water. And because babies don't really have a concept of fear... When they're thrown into uncomfortable situations, they'll just do whatever it takes to survive. Unless they're taught to fear it. Right. By going next to the pool and parents losing their shit. Right. Which is what 90% of good parents will do. That's true. 
Or don't do that, you're going to fall in. Don't do that, you're going to fall in. 95% of parents are going to flip out. Mm -hmm. Right? Good parents, too. Right? They're going to be afraid that the kid could drown. So what happens is that they're fearing, their fear teaches the child to fear the Mm -hmm. same way. Mm Mm-hmm. So now you taught the child how to fear water mm-hmm. because of your weakness. Right. Right. And it was all reactional, a millisecond. The kid doesn't know it's doing anything wrong, but all of a sudden it sees this startled expression on everyone's face the minute it gets next to the water. So the kid then is like, this is dangerous. So now that child, that child is taught to be afraid of water and panic. And that's the first thing you don't do when in water is panic. And that's exactly what you're teaching your kid to do when they fall into that, you know, that situation. But when they take babies and they throw them into the water, um, it's a very natural process, you know, when you're in water. Mm-hmm. Because water has been around since as long as man was. Before, before man. Yeah, before man. So uh, when we're in water, it takes a level of, like, balance of equilibrium. Knowing that west, east, north, south is very different mm-hmm. when in water, when submerged in water, mm-hmm. because it could change in a moment, just how your balance is. Mm-hmm. So um, pretty much the only thing you need to understand is to relax and hold your breath. If you relax, then you won't wiggle enough to throw yourself off balance. Right. You'll and, find your way. Right. And when you relax, you're also able to hold your breath longer. Because the more you stress, the more you pull on the impulse to take a breath. But you know how hard it is for people, and I feel like this is a common thing, that you know how hard it is for people to really genuinely trust themselves? Trust themselves in what sense? As far as taking that leap of faith, especially in a situation where, like mine, where it's like, okay, now you have a decision to, now you have a choice to make whether it's either, you know, you continuing the water metaphor is either you sink or, or swim mm-hmm. and a lot of people and i'll clue myself in this is are very fearful of themselves mm-hmm. fearful of what could be so they're gonna decide to drown some people do decide to drown or some people decide to i know for myself me constantly keeping the job was a fear of risk of betting on myself that fear of failure that fear of i don't feel like you carry any fear sometimes fear is is misconstrued by ourselves no no i'm no, i'm saying that my fear of i think what i'm what i'm saying is my fear of not willing to bet on myself knowing my own potential or feeling like my potential is is great and being fearful of that potential kept me complacent for so long. It kept or, me. It or kept me in a, the commitment because you were still doing it. You I gotta yeah, understand. Yeah, I'm that. still doing it, you, but you, it, you've been doing it. But, but it, it wasn't at the level that I feel like it should have been at. Well, let's look. Let's let's think of how, right? Let's think of how you showed up every week for the past three years. Let's mm-hmm. not be modest. Maybe three years, two and a half, three years, every day. So if we were to do the mathematics, let's do math, because math proves so much. I hate math. Right? Um, 
what kind of fucking math would he have to do? So there's there's twelve months. Three hundred sixty-five days in a year times that by three. Oh, it's fifty-two weeks in a year. Fifty-two weeks in a year. One Monday of that for twelve months. Am I doing this wrong? I think so. <laughs> I'm definitely. Doing I think this you wrong. said some old other shit. Yeah. You gonna throw your whole calculation off? Yeah. So fifty-two weeks in a year times about three. All right. So twelve times four. It's 48 days. 12 times 4, right? Why is it 12? Why, why are you doing 12 times 4? Because it's 12 months uh-huh. times the four Mondays of the month. Okay. Isn't that easy? I was wondering, why don't you just do 52 weeks? Because if it's once a week, 52 weeks times 3. Well, I'm just saying one day out of the week we, we do... Yeah, so that's count. Yeah, fifty-two weeks. That's counting week by week. So in a year, we do fifty-two episodes. Fifty-two episodes. So fifty-two times three. Fifty-two. I think your math is off right now, sir. Fifty-two times three. Yeah, fifty-two. It's fucking hundred fifty-six. Fifty-two times three. So fifty-two times three is one hundred and fifty-six Monday Saturdays. Yeah. Hundred and fifty-six Saturdays. We've been here. <laughs> you understand? Because we just we're and the math is correct. We're because we're this one is not this episode. Next episode will be the hundredth episode. Boom. So you. Do I f- don't know if we did that right, but my point is that yo, that's a lot. It's a lot. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work put in. Mm-hmm. So you've already been putting in the work, right? My our math isn't good, but that's not what yeah, we're hired yeah, for. Yeah. So we're not here for math. So so we're here to we're here to prove something. We're here to show <laughs> that hard work pays off, you know. And um and people tune in and uh again, it's a hustler's game. This is a hustler's game. This is not like a regular nine to five dopey dope show up when you're told, you know I think any anything in a creative space is a hustler's game because being a creative entails you to, you know, you have to make your own hours. You have to put the work out when you when you feel like it's ready. You, it's entirely up to you. Mm. I think entrepreneurship and creativeness is kind of two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. I think you can't have one without the other mm-hmm. because if you're a creative, if you're a creative and you're a committed creative eventually that's going to turn into entrepreneurship because if you want to be successful then you have to turn whatever your creative passion is into a business to where it is making you money to where it's it is sustainable for you as a stream of revenue Mm. so i think they go hand in hand they do go hand in hand so i think it's a growth yeah so I, i think i think um it's your whole life. Yeah, I let's think, be honest. You know, it's not something. It's not a small decision like whether you want ranch or barbecue. Oh no, it's, it's not a small decision yeah. at all. And I think that's why so many people are fearful of taking that dive. Like my family comes. I come from like a family of workers, and even in my family, there's people. My like, there's people in my family who have aspirations, who have passions outside of the regular degular nine to five and I love that word so much and because of I've even been using it recently you know without shame you're welcome and and because of the because of the security of a nine to five it it really does keep you complacent it absolutely does 
because you you don't have you don't have that urgency to create because those creatives who don't have that safety net like we keep talking about you have to you work like there's a gun to your head because in in reality there is a gun to your head because if you don't make something happen if you don't make something work it's, it's quiet for you it's over for you out here and me being in this position now like i am f- basically forced to embrace my 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 fight or flight mm. because honestly like i could keep we could keep doing this and i can go get another 9 to 5 and be doing the same shit i was doing and then a year from now i'll still be fucking miserable or I could push through that fear that has kept me complacent for so long and decide to put all of my effort into what I'm doing. Rock out! That's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry if I scared anybody. It's all right. I was excited because that's all I'm saying is, man, you got to rock out. That's what happens. Whenever you lose a job, you know, first off, you're free. Fuck that place, you know? There's other ways to get it. So now you got to come up with the way to get it. Mm-hmm. And once you discover that it's a it's, it's a liberating journey because That's now you have word. to be. Yeah, it's liberating because you let go of that old shit and now you have new ways to get it. And what the, where it becomes liberating is that you realize you can get it because you have skills. You could even use the skills that you made at that last place into the next the next spot. Mm hmm. You know, everything's an experience. You learn, you gain experience, and you take it with you. No one can take that experience from you. They can take and, that check away, but they can't take what you've learned. And I think that's what, and I think all of my experiences have really, like, brought me to this point where I'm, I haven't really, I haven't taken any losses, just a bunch of lessons learned. Mm. So now it's just about implementing those lessons into what I really want to do and hitting the gas. Mm. But again, you know, without that safety net, it's going to force you to be like, okay, what's up? Because, and then this is like, and this is like for anyone who has been contemplating going full throttle with whatever creative endeavor that they might want to do, or they've been thinking about doing or, even entrepreneurial endeavor that they want to do like this shit is not easy nobody ever said that it would be but I I gotta make it clear that should be obvious but I gotta state it what's not easy though betting on yourself knowing that that's the easiest bet I'll ever make that's the bet I've been making for fucking 10 years straight I bet on myself over anybody right but everyone doesn't have that certain level of confidence why not this that's a open-ended question. This is this a, 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 a various reasons why people aren't comfortable enough with betting on themselves. But I, my question is, why not? As a person who does believe in myself and feel that other people should promote that same level of thinking, I'm challenging them. Why why wouldn't you bet on yourself, bro? You know how many people out here really don't believe in themselves. Well, that's not my question. Why? Why, as a person who does believe in himself, why don't it could you be? It could be self doubt. It could be 
I'm faced with that too. I got the same shit. You think that I didn't have doubt? I had doubt plenty of times. All right, What's but the you, next excuse? But you figured out how to power through. A lot no, of people. No, I still feel doubt, but that doesn't matter to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't matter. You have to ignore these Im, these emo, these Im, emotions. These impulses. These impulses. It's only an impulse. Doubt is an impulse. Mm-hmm. It just kicks in and says you can't do something. But you know, I'm the type of person that, for some reason, I talk to myself in my head, and it's like. I'm telling myself that I could do it. The world is telling me I can't. And every time the world in one shape or form, because the world can mean anything. The world could be the school teacher. It could mm-hmm. tell you it could be society. Mm-hmm. It could be other producers, you know, in my case. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be other engineers. It could be other rappers. It could be your mom. It could be your dad. It could be somebody telling you. And it, and, all right. And this is and this is my point that because of all of those outside factors, there are many cases where people can't push through that doubt to where that doubt is so strong in their mind even if it's not real that doubt is so strong in their mind that it paralyzes them and this is why others move forward and others take the back seat this is true and you and and i can't save everybody i can't convince everyone to believe in themselves i would like for people to believe in themselves because i feel like the world will be a better place right but that's not my mission you know it's not my mission my mission is to make sure i'm okay mm. them self-preservation but in along my journey i come across many people that doubt themselves and they don't need to tell me that they doubt themselves yeah, i can that, see it yeah it's in their body language it's in their body language it's in everything so i help self-promote because i'm a i'm a finder mm. you know as soon as i talk to an individual i'm looking for something that's how i am i'm looking for, i might not not every question and not every action is meant to discover something i go with the flow mm-hmm. but i'm looking for something i'm searching for something and i usually find it you know unbeknownst to the person mm-hmm. and i keep it to myself i don't tell them this until maybe the timing is right you know that they need to hear it because if I just prematurely tell them that they're good at something, they might not take it serious. It might just, they it might slip, you know. But if I make them see this about themselves, in a moment, in the right instance, then I planted a seed. I convinced them of something that they convinced themselves they could not. Mm-hmm. And it's a battle of that with me, light versus dark, you know. So people who have these positive attributes and aren't aware of it aren't aware of how special it makes them i'm very quick to bring it to the bring it to fruition you know as a engineer a person who records people's ideas for a living i think you could attest Mm -hmm. that's what i do people come in with their ideas and i tell them that it's great and let's get it done and and let's and let's see the finished product i'm gonna show you why it's great or why i feel like it's great you know uh talking to me is a little different than talking to anyone else when it comes to music because uh, I understand frequency, you know, so I can listen to a frequency and say like, that sounds dope. You might not think it sounds dope, but I think because it's my ears mm-hmm. judging you that it sounds dope and it's not to be nice. You know, it's to be objective, mm. you know, it's to be objective because somebody's going to listen to something and they're going to say like, well, what's dope about it? You know, if there's a height, but I usually like to listen to uh any person any person's ideas and i'll say you know you're meant for something but see that's that's rare though because on a common 
everyday occurrence, most people don't get that. Most people are... Most people are... What's the word I'm looking for? They're kind of like, not committed. Most people are engaging with things in their regular life that will make them doubt themselves whether it's whether it's them looking at social media and seeing someone that they might low-key envy or be jealous of because they feel like oh i should be there or why this person has this or they might have personal things in their life that may feel like even though it may not be true that they can't necessarily get over and it keeps them confined to a certain area and this is why I feel like words are very important. And this is why I feel like, you know, people need to get better friends. <laughs> um, you know, if you if you don't feel like anyone around you bigs you up, then what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? You just like getting people that are negative. You just like finding people that have something negative to say about what you do. Well, you know, the old saying, misery loves company. So you're fucking miserable. And, and if you don't want to be miserable and you're miserable, it's a choice. It's always a choice. You know, you can't think I can never get out of feeling miserable. No, it's a choice. You choose to be miserable. It's a decision. You know, you have to break your habit of thinking. You have to break your habit of who you chill with and your whole frequency and vibe and energy. You got to surround yourself around the right people. Right. And the right people is subjective to who you are you know right. like i can't say that the right person for you is the right person for me and it, I, and know. it takes so and sometimes it takes so long for people to figure that portion of it out that a lot of it is changing your environment like i, I was listening that reminds me of um an interview with this um this guy named saul williamson he is like an an activist, a poet. He wears a bunch of hats and he like worked with Kanye and shit like that. And he had a quote on a breakfast club when he was like, you know, I I pay very attention. I pay I pay very close attention to my diet. And he was like, my diet doesn't just consist of food. It is what I read, what I eat, who I'm around, what I watch. What what is what do all those things have in common? They affect you. At, at, but what do you have to do to experience them? You have to engage with them. More so. Food. You listening. Mm-hmm. You're consuming. Yeah, consuming. That's why they call people consumers. So, And that was his point that I his, I think, and later, he actually said that, if I'm not misremembering it, that he was like, I'm very careful about what i consume because consuming is the word yeah because everything you consume affects you whether you realize it or not whatever you on, consume bec- is further than that it, it becomes it a part it, of you it, it it becomes you so it be- that's the right word so if you're if you're in a situation where you're consuming nothing but negative energy and you're consuming nothing but people around you who just who aren't thinking past you know today or who don't have anything to contribute to a conversation besides negativity. They say you are what you eat. Yeah, you are who you're around. Right. Birds of a feather, all that right. type of shit. And this is because of those levels of the the separation between, you know, the the sonic frequencies, mm-hmm. vibrations, mm-hmm. all of these things. Every individual vibrates. Every ro- every mineral vibrates. Mm-hmm. Right? So every individual vibrates with their own frequency. <coughs> You could tell a good person. 
You know, when you see him, it, it and it's 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 common amongst all the people that know those people mm-hmm. that they say that's a good person. They they vibrate good energy. Right. They're not just gonna switch up one day and be a devil to their dog. Right. They're just like they're good. Right. So. Uh, Bad people, they tend to vibe off that same energy. There'll be inconsistencies amongst good people if a person is bad. Different people will say different things. Nah, that, I don't fuck with that person. Maybe this person does, but it's a maybe. Right. You know? But uh, when you consume bad things, you become bad. And you will project that same energy. Mm-hmm. And then other people who are susceptible to that will consume that as well. Your idealism your belief systems. Mm-hmm. It's all about frequency, vibration, and spelling, right? Because when you, as soon as you decide to use a word, you have to decide what word to use and how how to use it, with what energy, with what tone to use it, with what body language to use it. And if everything comes off as sarcastic mm-hmm. and negative, then it's gonna produce that energy in other people. Uh, people who decide to stick around you long enough are going to do the same thing. So my question is, why do you have to do that if you know something is off? If you feel like it's not good because misery loves company, but you shouldn't want to be miserable. You should want to be happy, you know, according to you. And you know what has helped me in those type of situations? Like I've had to really learn how to listen to my impulses. That gut feeling, that immediate you being around someone or something well, is just like with the words because impulse an impulse is anything an i mean could oh, be a, 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 a doubt remember we talked about impulse no being I, doubt. I mean well well when i'm saying impulses for now i agree with you because yeah. i've had there's a period in my life where i've had nothing but negative impulses and they've gotten me into a bunch of shit yeah. but recently in my life within the past couple of years, I've learned to kind of use that impulse for like a, kind of like a compass to where is to where if something's not sitting right with me, right. I'll feel it before I can formulate the words for it. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I feel like there's, the words are important. Again, with me, I always rely on words because there's always a word out there to embody what you mean right. perfectly, right? Impulse is is very is a very human trait. You either fall victim to something because of an impulse, or, in, or let me say instincts. Is that better? Instinct is better, but okay. there's a, there's one I had in mind mm. that is also instinctual in nature, and that's intuition. Okay, I like to that. be intuitive. Right, intuitive. It means that you will gravitate for the better, right? Something's pushing you to gravitate towards the better. Pushing, it's pushing you towards something more, knowing that yes. even in, even in your current situation, whether it's whether you're down on your luck or whether you're in a job that you hate, your intuition will push you to want more yes. than what your your to, current to, situation is. To to to, uh, to feed your higher nature, right? As opposed to an impulse, which which impulse could be a uh, uh, part of your human nature. Right, it falls into your human uh, weakness, right? Like yeah, cause drugs, sex, yeah, cause, alcohol, cause impu- all those things okay, could be impulsive. I can like, yeah, because impulses, money, spending money, you could be imp- like impulsive purchase. Yeah, impulses know? is too close to desire. Yes, and, like, and desires, desires a human weakness. Yeah, you know, uh, when when overdone above modesty. Yeah, like, yeah, it could be bad, but but intuition serves only for the higher pur- the higher purpose of whatever it is you you want to attain, mm-hmm. whether it's something. 
uh, tangible, intangible. Most of the time, it's intangible. Right. What you want is something that you can't grasp with your hands. You know, you want financial freedom. And that's and that's what has been like guiding me to where I am now. Mm. To where knowing that, even though I can't formulate it, I feel that I I shouldn't be here, or I feel like I should be doing something more, or I feel like. I need to be focusing my energy here instead of there. I feel that it's instinctually. It's in me. And it's just gotten stronger and stronger to the point where it's like, it's damn near the only thing I think about. To where it's like, all right, like, like, fuck this place. Fuck these constraints that they have, thinking that, you know, if I don't adhere to their rules, I'm not going to get a check and I'm going to be fucked up out here and all this other shit. Nah, my intuition is telling me that this is not the only way. Oh yeah, yeah, and and they don't care. Either way, they don't, like they don't give a fuck. No, Either not way. at all. Either not way, they're all. like, yo, you just can't be here. You don't gotta get out. You gotta get, the, you fuck gotta get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, you gotta you get know? the fuck up out of here. So the they, they don't care about you, and you know you care about nobody cares about you more than you care about you. So no one's ideas are going to benefit you more than your own. That's you know? a fact. No one's ideas, and there's, I can tell you, knowing you personally, that there are tons of ideas that are dormant, that have been waiting for you to get fired. <laughs> waiting for you to get fired, because they're like, he doesn't even know yet, you mm. know? He doesn't know yet what um, what he has, which is us, right? These ideas. But the ideas, they'll come to fruition only because there's to, no other right. means to to getting there. I have to put myself in a position for them to manifest. Make it real. I that's one of my my biggest mottos for people is make it real. Mm. Um, usually I use it for relationship reasons with people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if so let's say somebody keeps coming to me over and over and over, and they're like, "Yo, this person," and they keep complaining about the person, whether it's a girl talking about a guy or a guy talking about the girl. Mm-hmm. They just keep bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. And they're frustrated. I'll say, make it real. Break up. Why are you complaining all the time? Right. Why are you complaining? Like, you don't even realize you comp- you've you complained to me 30 times already. Yeah, bust a move. Do something. Do something about it. You know? You just keep complaining, and I just keep being the guy repeating himself. And I don't like repeating myself. You know? So now I gotta. Re- I'm just, like, listening to you. You know, because I've already said what I needed to say a dozen times over. So what I tell people is make it real, right? If you feel like this person isn't for you, then break up with them. Or you don't have to break up, break up. Just leave. Give them a a period of time where you just fucked off, you know, and you went to do your own thing. The reason I say that is because what is real will come out. Right. So let's say that person, that significant other can't live without you. They're going to realize that during the time of your absence. And they're either going to grow past you or they're going to to go towards you. You know, you got to let them do what they're going to do. And what? how else is life supposed to be? You know, that you are with the person you're meant to be with. When you're with the person you're meant to be with, you both know it. But see, I think, I don't know, I like that phrase. I think that applies to everything, though. What? Whether it's make it real. Make it real. Make it real. Whatever it is that you want to do, make it a reality. So 
take that initial step to at least making it already a present reality. Don't just think about it figuratively or hypothetically, you know, make it meta, like not even a metaphor, make it literally, you know, this person and I are not together. They know and I know and I'm not going to and I'm going to not be around. I'm going to do my thing, you know, so now that you made it real, whatever truth that's meant to happen will happen because you made a move if you don't make a move it's just going to continue to be the same uh-huh. unknown shit you gotta just bust the move bust the move and stop fucking with that person you don't have to let them know that y'all broken up like you could just say i need a break and you could take that however you want uh-huh. but i'm gone right i'm going to do me that doesn't mean i'm gonna go fuck i'm just going to do whatever i want there's other things to do other than fuck you could go out and just go on a date. You could just go out with people. Uh-huh. You don't have to go, but you are telling them that I am not going to continue my habitual relationship with you. You know, it doesn't make me happy. I'm stressed out and I need time to think. And if somebody that you're with doesn't understand that you need space to think, then they don't give a fuck about you. They give a fuck about the idea that you give them of them, right? They only give a fuck about you in the light in which they see themselves. And that means that it's selfish and that's not love. So what you need to do is fall back and learn to love yourself again so that when you enter the relationship or if you enter the relationship, you both know what's up. That person knows that they don't wanna be anywhere else and you know that you don't wanna be anywhere else. And what is more valuable than that? You know what I mean? Make it real. Make it real. What's more valuable than knowing that that person wants to be with you and you want to be with them unless you test it? You know, unless you test it. Like how people make swords and they bang on the sword constantly to to shape it, to mold it into a lethal weapon. You know, it's double-sided. You know, so you got to make sure if you're a couple that y'all both double-sided, that it's a threat either way. Mm-hmm. It can't be dull on one side and sharp on the next. That's useless. I can't kill anybody with that. I won't know which side to slice them with. You know, it, it's like fighting with one hand behind my back. You know, so you got to be with a person that's in tune with you. In tune. So in tune that nobody else could be in tune with, uh, with, with, that, with you as that person. You know, especially as a female male. You know, not saying that you know male male or i'm just talking about a counterpart right. you know and a, and that duality you know whatever roles you play but there's a it's got to be double-sided because together you'll be able to slice life into what you envision together well you I, know? I don't know how we ventured into relationship but that was the relationship hour with frankie metals were but I, I'm, <laughs> what i'm what i'm really talking about is life in general because nah, a relationship nah, is you. deep just like like you know your commitment to your job is probably more right usually tied in them with your you see your spouse about as much as you see your job if not you probably see your job more than your spouse i think you, you do you definitely see your job more all right so then that furthers my point you know that furthers my point because um whatever relationship shit i just said you could apply that to your job make it real if they don't if they want to pretend like they don't need you then fuck you i'm out fuck you i'm out i'm gonna go do me i'm gonna go work somewhere else i'm gonna take my skills elsewhere and i'm gonna show you how i can rise the ranks or go up the ranks there make it fucking real man make Make it it fucking real real. make it real i I, no, that was um 
That's good, man. That's I told good. you when I get saucy. Yeah, you get I saucy. Start, I start talking. You get in your bag. Um, no, but I'm I'm gonna um provide updates on um me and me and my journey of making it real because uh I've decided to live my life without a safety net. And in doing so, I gotta make it real. So now it's it's really like put up or shut up. That's how I really feel. That's, that's exactly how I feel. It's either put up or shut up. And I, and, w- and with that, I'm going to say it's not going to be really easy. Oh, no, not at all. But you got to make it real. And, and, and from there, you jo- you'll you gain a joy that you've never had. You, you'll you get a joy that you've never had uh, working for yourself for your own cause. Word. Shout out to all my inspiring entrepreneurs or my creators out there who are attempting to make it real who are attempting to live life without a safety net we out here moving and grooving so shout out to y'all um i wanted to talk about this gq article with pharrell on it because and i don't know if we want to get that deep again pause but he he was about what you just said. But he he was on the cover of GQ magazine and the title of the article is New Masculinity. And he's on a cover in this you know, Pharrell dresses however he dresses, but he's on a cover in this big ass looks like a comforter set. And in the article he's talking about how the new masculinity is accepting everyone for being everyone and it made me think that we don't really know what masculinity is this article when i was reading this article like it made me realize that masculinity because you know we have all of these conversations especially now in the age that we're in that everything is about you know what does masculinity mean? Toxic, toxic masculinity, how it relates to women and gender and all this type of shit. Like, and reading that article from Pharrell and, and of like everything else in the world, it caused a outrage because people was like, well, what the fuck is new masculinity? The old masculinity is fine. Why are they trying to change shit? They, they don't even know what he's talking about. They haven't read the magazine. They, Of course, but so it got me thinking. Go that, find out. It, 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 I feel like it's made to just pull you in to find out. Of course, that's regular magazine shit, but it did make me think that these terms that we come up with, whether it's masculinity or femininity, femininity or I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, or anything in that same realm that... It's all really subjective. Because if you look at the definition of those words, it just says characteristics of a male or characteristics of a female. But that really boils down to whatever it means to you. Because in this article, Pharrell was saying that, you know, masculinity to me is just respecting people for whatever they are and letting them be whoever they are. And that's fine. But you could talk to another Joe Schmo and they and their definition for masculinity can be completely different from anything that he said. So what's your your uh, definition of masculinity? I would say my definition of masculinity is being completely comfortable with who you are. And I feel like that's exactly what he's saying, personally. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Right. 
but but they got but having it under this new masculinity i'm using air quotes makes it seem like the previous masculinity whatever the fuck that means was wrong uh maybe gq is trying to make a point because they feel like at this point masculinity is needs to be defined a little more right yeah, a little more in detail you said it right on the nose right you said comfortable mm-hmm. right where do we come from we came from a bar right with uh, a mm-hmm. girl and a gay guy mm-hmm. and the gay guy was talking about his boyfriend mm-hmm. jersey city shit would normally exclude anyone from wanting to be in that conversation uh, on a corner or right. anything but even in reality there's mad gay people in the hood too you know so like a person who's straight will have no problem should have no problem it should be if they're not, if they're comfortable yeah right i'm not your your gayness doesn't make me uncomfortable right if it did one or two things you're either like you had a real problem with it mm-hmm. or like you have a lot to say mm-hmm. or you're one yourself and <laughs> that's what i feel with a lot of people and you know and you know i just i just un- Mm, words and you I don't, don't want to admit it my bad i don't understand these this d- this urgency to define what masculinity is i don't understand it because it's like we i see all of these think pieces and all these op-eds and all of these books are, are around what masculinity really means and how you should act to be classified as masculine and it's just like none of this shit really matters because again, if we're going by the textbook definition, masculinity is just a characteristic of a male. With a, uh, maybe back in the day, they thought a male with a lot of testosterone. Maybe, but then it's like you have to. But but then it's like like I said, masculinity is subjective because in different cultures, masculinity means different things. Absolutely. So so who are who are we to say that? someone else's version of masculinity isn't the right version of masculinity now i will say let me be clear before you know anything goes left this is one of those episodes you're gonna have to be clear yeah i have to be clear that there is toxic masculinity is a thing and in certain aspects of well toxic masculinity does you know harm people and it discriminates and it keeps people oppressed so i can understand that completely because masculinity has a lot to do with avoiding your emotions and your feelings which are feminine attributes well who's to say that's feminine though well that's the balance right this is the balance of of what we're talking about like a new masculinity is about accepting more right as opposed to a a, a masculine figure that's chauvinistic and thinks like that women are paid, you know that that women are but see that's a societal thing that was but that that's that's a view of masculinity as well mm. and it might be part of what he's talking about you know being more open to just letting things be because a real man just does what he wants right right and that's that was that's always been my view all of the masculine men in my life that i looked up to always walk to the beat of their own drum they were never influenced by whatever the majority thought. I ain't no bandwagon. Yeah, I'm not no I'm not no sheep. Every masculine man that that influenced me, that inspired me, always was 
a man of their own. They always one of one. And if that's what Pharrell was implying, then I completely agree. But it's just I don't know if I guess the I guess adding new in front of masculinity it's just threw me off a little bit. Mm. But I just I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Like you being masculine is completely on your terms of whatever you want to be. Mm. If you're whether you gay, straight, trans, whatever. If you a man and you're comfortable with your manhood in its entirety. I would consider that masculine. Mm. I don't know what other characteristics would fall into that. I, maybe I'm not educated enough to speak on it, probably. Mm. But that's just how I feel about it. But it's just interesting watching, again, like always, social media take something and run with it because they, like, accuse... um Pharrell of being uh, feminine and shit like that but it's like bro he's been who he is for decades you calling him feminine now like yeah what he's the been f- out for mad long yeah like what the, like and he's and Pharrell's wife is fucking beautiful well that ain't a cover for shit but I'm just saying well no I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't see Pharrell in that light no, I've no, always I feel you, I feel you. I've always looked at Pharrell like and I love Pharrell as a producer like Pharrell's he's one bigger of my, than that yeah, he's he's bigger than I think. It never was even a focal point. It wasn't, him. and that's and this, and like I was saying before, like Pharrell is one of the men who inspired me because he's all he was he. As long as Pharrell has been in the public light, public light, he's always been himself. He's always been weird. He's always dressed however he wanted to dress without without fear of any type of criticism. Like, and I've always respected Pharrell for that because no matter what. You can expect Pharrell to be Pharrell. And be Pharrell. Expect Pharrell to be for real. Oh, uh, there you go. Watch out the hole. But that has always been my view of someone who's masculine, where a man is just himself. I don't give a fuck about what you think about me. I don't give a fuck about what you think I should be or what I should be wearing or, or I don't have enough machismo or whatever the fuck. Like, fuck all that. I'm me. And there's nothing you're going to do to stop it. Mm. That's masculinity to me. Mm. So I don't, like I said, maybe I don't know enough about all of the sub fucking categories of masculinity and different cultures and all of that other shit. I'm not that you're, educated. You're, you're plenty masculine enough, man. You like football and shit. That don't have nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I am who I am. I like what I like. There and you go. Fuck you if you don't like it. That's, That's it. just what it is. That's but, it. you know, shout out to Pharrell, man. Yeah, For, shout out to Pharrell. Pharrell always dressed weird, and I always thought it was funny. So, not funny, but it's just like this nigga is just doing whatever the fuck he wants, and I respect it. Yeah. So, shout out to Pharrell. Shout out to New Masculinity, whatever the fuck that means. Okay. Um, Well, before we get into... With music drop, I just wanted to give a. Uh, I'm tired of doing this. I want to give a R.I.P. I want to send love to the family of a Tatiana Jefferson. Mm. She was killed in her home in Fort Worth, Texas. Mm. Um, I think believe this was a week or so ago. Um, it's a sad fucking story, man. I'm just these fucking cops, yo. I'm just, and what made it even more sad. 
her neighbor called the police because her front door was open and he was concerned that something might have happened to her. So him trying to be a, you know, good neighbor called the police. The police show up. They see her in the window and they pull and they start firing into the house from outside. Oh, Killed her shit. while she was in her house with her eight-year-old nephew. I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. I'm sending love to Tatiana and her family. I, I know I know the neighbor is going through it because he's he I know he probably feels responsible for her being killed. Um, the officer resigned immediately. And I think he's going to be brought up on murder charges. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm very, very tired of y'all killing us. Like. Jesus Christ, man. But I'm sending love to her, love to her family. Um, getting into music. I it's not as I haven't really listened to too much, but the one thing that got me into my you know I love my gangster shit. So shout out to Smoke Dizzy and Benny the Butcher. They dropped the EP, six song EP called Statue of Limitations. Good old gangster shit. Shout out to Smoke Dizzle and Benny the Butcher. Probably some of my favorite artists out right now. Shout out to Griselda. Shout out to um, Westside Gun, who probably has the best artwork of any artist out right now. So shout out to all of them. And um, yeah, man, I think that's it. We got very philosophical this episode. I was, I was, I was wild vulnerable. So don't hit me up, ask me no questions about nothing. I, I gave y'all everything y'all need to know. All right, thank you. Hey, listen, I want to make a drop real quick too. Yeah. So I got a, I got a, I got a cousin who's dropping a book. A book? Yeah. Okay. And um, she's dropping it, and it, it's uh, it's it's my two cousins, right? So it's my cousin who's in Orange Is the New Black. Okay. And uh, my cousin Marisol. So Marisol is transgender. Okay. And it's my cousin. I love it. She put out a book with. Uh, Seleni and it's basically about that uh, transformation so there's the book out now you know you could pre-order a copy what's the name of the book the name of the, the book is called My Sister and um, it's both of them talking you know and I am underscore Marisol mm -hmm. that's my that's my cousin right there y'all go follow Frankie's cousin y'all go support the book when it comes out it's available for pre-order check it out Called I am is I am sister, my sister. My sister. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I am underscore Marisol is my okay. My sister is the her. name of the book. Go go support um Frankie's cousin, but in the meantime, in between time, follow the show on everything. And uh, Instagram, uh, for the stress underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitter at yeah, twitter.com. Sure you know the real the real shit. Yeah, we're follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash 4kj follow frankie on ig at frankie metals follow the dojo on ig at the dojo jc mm. follow a celestial goddess on ig for your holistic healing follow at ivy's tico for all your herbal needs make sure y'all like rate review subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend and all of that good shit like that there and 
No fear for the stress. No fear for the stress, baby. Hey, no you know what else for the stress? No safety nets either. Here's what else for the stress. What else for the stress, bro? That good old gadget for the stress. Take that for the stress too. All right, man. Let's let's go smoke. Y'all be safe. Thank you. We love y'all. Love all of y'all. We out. Thank you.